Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning into this podcast talk resonating with the depths of our values or value. Resonating with the depths of our values. Resonating with the depth of our value. There's an image, like a cartoon image, of meditators at their meditation spots all plugged in with cords coming out of their bodies and plugged into the wall like you plug in your electronic device. Illustrating, of course, the idea that when we meditate, we're plugging into something, to some greater source of energy specifically. What might be more accurate to say is that rather than plugging into something, we, in meditation, take down the artificially constructed barriers between what we call ourselves and the source of that energy. Because that energy is in fact not separate from this body and this life at any time. We all have access to this unlimited source. And also, our accessing this source does not deplete anyone else's access. This is not a finite resource. This is the ground of being appearing equally in every being. When we sit down to meditate, we choose first to either follow the breath as we sit, as a way to anchor ourselves in this present moment, or we might choose to follow sound. So to listen, engage in listening practice. When doing breath practice, we put all of the attention on the breath and we return our mind to the flow of breath when we find that it's wandered off somewhere else. Right with the breath, moment by moment, breath by breath, and also returning to the breath again and again. And the instruction is to do this as much as possible without judgment. This is how we enter the flow. 
Now we enter this eternal, ever-changing one moment. We drop ideas, including judgments, and come to rest through practice and through intention and through some effort in this moment, just as it is, breath by breath. Listening to sounds is simply an alternative focus, an alternative focus of attention. So the intention, the practice is the same. We stay with the sounds as they unfold, moment by moment, listening, listening, listening. until listening and hearing become one. And there's just the flow of sound. We absorb in sound. When we find the mind is occupied with something, we're no longer listening, no longer absorbed in that flow to any degree. We return. Focusing on one sound in particular or focusing on the flow of sound in general. So we pick one of these anchors as really an anchor for our attention but also for our intention. So that we're sitting down and we're stating, I will follow the breath. Or I will be listening to sounds during this period of meditation. And then we follow through on that intention to the best of our ability. And we have a specific focus for our attention. So that it can be honed. This is just but one facet of, of meditation practice that we're honing our ability to put the mind down where we want to put it down, to put our attention where we choose. This is but one facet of our practice. And luckily, we don't have to keep track of all the facets of practice. and In fact, we don't even try to. Our practice is profound work in the sense that there's so um, much that could be categorized and talked about, and I'll actually talk about some of it in our talk. Um, And yet we're not categorizing and talking about when we sit. (laughs) Really just sitting. been called the goal of goallessness. Can I, can you just sit and breathe? Just sit because the breathing does itself. Just sit, just be. 
and really truly nothing else. Or gradually let go, letting go of layers of extra as we see them. So obviously if I'm sitting and doing uh, mathematical computations, I'm doing something uh, on top of just sitting so I can let go of the mathematical computations. And if I'm sitting and I'm thinking, any form of thinking, I'm, I can let the thoughts go. But over time, we also let extra body tension go. And we even learn to let go of thoughts before they form. To feel when a thought is starting to coalesce. And this one teacher and writer, ancient teacher, said, send them back. Send those thoughts back to the land of non-origination. Meaning, send them back where they came from. Which is emptiness. There's only potential and karma, emptiness and karma. Emptiness I'm going to translate as potential here or equate for simplicity's sake. Have faith that as you do your sitting, you are engaging in profound work. Have faith insofar as you are able to have faith. Faith initially may come from some level of trust in what I'm saying or what someone else has told you. But increasingly, this faith will be fed and renewed and strengthened by your own direct experience. In this case, your own direct experience that your engagement on the cushion is profound, even multifaceted work, which brings benefit, which brings benefit. It falls in the category of consciousness work. It is powerful consciousness work. Joanna Macy, the wonderful, oh, climate change activist, uh, Buddhist practitioner, and thinker. I 
has identified three aspects of what she calls the great turning. So the great turning, I won't define it as articulately as she does. <laughs> um, the great turning, in my words, my understanding, is a turning of more of the population and more parts of each of ourselves away from me, 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 and me at the expense of others, and towards our life as one interconnected body. where we see our interconnectedness and as a result commit to working together. The great turning. And she says it's happening. I believe it is happening in this world. She says there are three aspects of it, three important uh, facets of work to be done. And Joanna Macy's framework is around climate change in particular. So she says there are holding actions where people work to stop further destruction of peoples, of ecosystems, of parts of our body. Viewing this whole earth and all its creatures as our body. Including this five or six foot body that's listening to this talk. But including everything else as well. So holding actions to stop further destruction. And then there's a second category of actions to change existing policies. To find better, more ecologically sound ways of doing things. And of treating people and of taking care of each other. And then the third, and these are in no particular order. But three categories and one whole category is consciousness work. Working on the level of consciousness. When we engage the practice as wholeheartedly and completely as we are able, without judgment and really engaging, We are doing this consciousness work, and there are other ways of doing this consciousness work as well. Art. Some art is a very powerful tool to make clear certain perspectives and realities and contribute to global awakening.
psychology in the broad sense also gets at consciousness work and does this well. Identifying patterns, changing those patterns. Seeing the roots of behaviors and thoughts that we might like to transform and finding a way to make that transformation happen. This is consciousness work. And in the society, in the soup, that I believe uh, most, if not all, of my listeners have been raised in, even for generations and generations. The value is so much on producing a thing that I think we have to remind ourselves because it goes somewhat against the stream. We have to remind ourselves that this consciousness work, including the zazen that is good for nothing, that produces nothing, that results in nothing to show for yourself and nothing to sell, and nothing to gain recognition for, is of value. We have taken ourselves, or our betters have molded this world. (laughs) And I don't want to lean on that side too hard. We're all all in this together. We really are. But due to karma, I will just say, um, we're referred to more in this country, in this United States of America, we're referred to more often as consumers than as citizens. And if you contemplate that for a little bit, that's yucky. That's yucky. That's not healthy to be self-identified as being a consumer. Our value is much more upright than that. We weren't born to consume and produce and die. (laughs) Yes, we're going to do some of that. And it's not bad to do some of that, very natural. But it's so much a part and not the whole and not a good descriptive term. When we reduce people to producers and consumers. We're doing ourselves a disservice. So part of my consciousness work and a suggestion I'm making here 
is to practice using the word citizen. Citizen of the United States. Even in my private thoughts. See how that has a much more upright feeling to it? We must look forward, look to the future with a positive expectation. The way we think has power. And it could be that we're undergoing a positive transformation nationally and globally. So let's believe that. Let's believe that because it is a productive way forward. Let's believe that because there's no good reason to refute it. It might be fun to get cynical, fun at some level. But it's not productive. And it doesn't give us energy to get up in the morning and to be our best versions of ourselves. So let's believe that we are in the great turning. And let's do our consciousness work with all our heart so that we can bring the numerous blessings of our life to this world that is so much in need of exactly what we have to give right now. Thank you so much.